Okay. So as we said on Sunday, this week is a combined Torah portion of Tazriah and Mitzayra. So the bulk of Parsha's Tazriah enumerated all the different signs by which it's determined if a person has Tzara'as. Tzara'as is the spiritual skin disease that comes for various spiritual reasons. The second Torah portion, Mitzayra, discusses the purification of the person that has Tzara'as after this tharaas, this spiritual disease, which expresses itself on his skin as these blotches or certain variegated or colored types of spots, but all of which, again, are very clearly determined to be a spiritual skin disease. So therefore, we have a spiritual purification when the spots have been gone. And we've learned so far in this second parsha of Mitzayra, which we began on Wednesday, the initial purification, which has to do with two birds and various items, as we're going to mention soon, and after going through that initial purification, then there's a seven-day period of waiting, and then there's another offering of various animals. So again, after the Taras, spiritual skin affliction had healed and the priest examines the person and says, yes, it's all healed, it's all gone. Then the person being purified takes these two live pure birds, cedar wood, cedar wood, sorry, this red dyed wool and hyssop and they slaughter one of the birds and then the live bird he takes it with the cedar wood, cedar wood and this red wool and the hyssop, and he dips them all, plus the live bird, in the blood of the slaughtered bird. And then he sprinkles it seven times on the person being purified. And then he sets that live bird free. That was the first stage of the purification. Again, after all the signs of the taras, the spiritual skin affliction, have gone. So then the person has to immerse. He has to shave off all of his hair. He has to immerse again. And he's pure. But he now has a second stage, and then he waits. Again, at this point, he's allowed to enter the camp where the people lived, which he was had to leave during all the time when he had his affliction. Now he can enter the camp, but he still is not done with his purification, and now he has to wait seven days. And on the seventh day, all of his hair is shaved off, his head, from his head, from his beard, from his eyebrows, all of the hair shaved off. He's immersing his clothing. He's immersing himself in the mikvah and the ritual waters. And then the next day, on the eighth day, he offers three lambs with various flower offerings and oil offerings to complete his purification. Now, that was all what was done so far to understand today's portion. There's a whole obvious procedure that happens with the lambs and the flour and the oil and all these things. Today, we begin by saying, but what if he's so poor? I mean, it's very expensive. He's already gone through this whole procedure with the chibbers and those various items and the waiting and this and that, and now he's supposed to offer three lambs. It's a lot of money. So if he's too poor to afford these three lambs, we're told today, the verse says in verse 21, if he is poor and his means are not sufficient, then she'll take one male lamb as a guilt offering or a wave service to provide atonement for him. 
and one-tenth apha of fine flour mixed with the oil for the meal offering and a lobe of oil. Well, originally, of course, he was supposed to offer three lambs, and now we're told one. And the next verse we'll learn that instead of the other two lambs, he offers two birds. Obviously, a bird is a lot cheaper than a lamb because obviously this is a very expensive offering of three lambs. The Rashi explains this one-tenth of an eighth of fine flour is for the lamb. In other words, a person might think that this idea of the fine flour is a separate concept and has nothing to do with the lamb. But the verse to tell us that this one-tenth of fine flour is accompanying the offering of the, of the lamb, so therefore we emphasize that it's one tenth of an eighth of fine flour, not a tenth, but one, just as we emphasize it was one male lamb. Because otherwise we might think that this tenth of an eighth of flour and the lobe of oil are independent of the guilt offering and have nothing to do with it. And we want to emphasize, as Rashi's saying, that it's all escorting, it's all accompanying the guilt offering. And a lobe of oil, so Rashi says, why do we need all this oil? Well, just as we learned with the previous situation, do we need to put the oil on the thumb and big toe of the person who's being cleansed and purified? The next verse says, and two turtle doves or two young doves, for whichever his means are sufficient. The turtle doves always had to be adults, and the young doves always had to be under a year. One shall be a sin offering and one an oil offering. So just as originally he had three lambs, one the guilt offering, one the sin offering, and one the oil offering, which is completely burnt up to God as your gift to God, here he has one lamb for the guilt offering and then two birds for the sin offering and the oil offering, that which is completely burnt. He shall bring them to the priest on the eighth day of his purification to the entrance of the tent of meeting before God. So Rashi explains the eighth day, which of course I already explained how this became the eighth day. So at the eighth day, if we're counting from when he did that whole original ceremony with the birds, where we say we slaughter one of the birds and you send away the other bird after you sprinkled on this person receiving the purification, the blood through the cedar wood and the hyssop and the red wool. So again, all of his signs have faded. All signs of this Sarah spiritual skin disease have faded. The priest pronounced him ready for the purification. And then on the first day, he has this whole procedure with these two birds and the, the hyssop and the red wool and the cedar wood. And then going to the mikvah, purifying himself. And then on the seventh day, again, shaving off all of his hair and the mikvah again. And, and then the eighth day now to all of that is when he's finishing the purification they offer these three sacrifices, either the three lambs or the lamb and the two birds. And we don't really have Rashi's on this section because all of these concepts we learned yesterday, doing this for the three lambs, it's the same idea. It's just now a lamb and two birds. The priest shall take the guilt offering lamb and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them as a wave surface before God. He shall slaughter the guilt offering lamb, and the priest shall take some of the guilt offerer's blood and place it on the middle part of the right ear of the man being purified, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. From the oil, the priest shall pour on the priest's left palm. This is from that one log of oil. The priest shall sprinkle with his right forefinger some of the oil that is in his left palm seven times before God. The priest shall place some of the oil that is on his palm 
on the middle of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the guilt offering's blood. And the rest of the oil that is on the priest's palm, because he poured it all on his palm, is a place on the head of the person being purified to ride him with atonement before God. The Rashi points out, it says, that you're putting all this oil on the place of the guilt offering's blood, which is sort of an awkward way to put it. You think it just say, on the blood. But Rashi says, no, it says on the place of the blood to tell us that even if the blood was wiped off, if we, don't, if we no longer have the blood, that's fine. It's not the blood that we need, that we need the presence of the blood to determine where to place the oil, but rather the place where the blood was originally put, even if the blood's no longer there, that causes and determines where we shall place this oil. He shall then perform the service of one of the turtle doves or one of the young doves, for whichever his means are sufficient. Of whichever his means are sufficient, one is a sin offering and one is an ola offering. Again, the ola was a completely burnt offering. It's just a gift to God. Along with the meal offering, that was a fine flour and oil. And the priest shall write atonement for the one being purified before God. This is the law of the one in whom there is a taras affliction, this spiritual skin disease, whose means are not sufficient, meaning he doesn't have the money to buy the three lambs, that's why he's buying one plus the two birds, for his purification. And that's the Torah portion of today.